hey, how's it going, everybody? Welcome to the secret. No, nope. welcome to nope. not. No, nope. no, nope. it's nope. kind of nope. secret. Nope. It's called the I'm okay, you're okay, I'm not okay, you're not okay podcast. This part's a little too much of a secret. God damn it, really? Hey, everybody, welcome to I'm okay, you're okay, I'm not okay, you're not okay. With me, Bob Schneider, and your other host, Clint Wells. You're welcome. We need it to be less of a secret. We need it to be less of a secret. So here's what you need to do. If you're listening to this podcast right now and you like it, obviously, if you're listening to it, you probably like it. Unless it's your first time listening. If it's your first time listening, go fuck yourself. Now, if you've listened to it many times, here's what you need to do. Tell your friends about it. Now, don't have any friends. Go make some friends. And then as you're making friends, tell them about it. Share it. Build the podcast. Make more people listen to it. Become annoying about it. Rate it, review it, use the word Heine in your review, please, for God's sakes. Do your part. We're doing our part. We're doing our motherfucking part, people. One episode at a time. You do your part now. We're making the gravy. All you got to do is make the big piece of meat <laughs> that we're putting the gravy all over. Okay? <laughs> do your part. Uh, Be the meat. I- <laughs> I agree with everything Bob just said. You said you had something you wanted to talk about on this episode. Oh, dude, I just watched America, American Utopia. Have you seen that? David Burns uh, live concert f- film? No, I've heard it's great. It's on HBO. Now, I saw him perform sort of a an early version of it at the Paramount Theater maybe 10 years ago, and it was wonderful, but he perfected it, and... I guess he performed it live, maybe at ACL, maybe at uh, Coachella or a bunch of places. He did it at the Ryman here in town. I think he did a couple of nights of it. Yeah, he took it on the road, and then eventually he he was off Broadway or on Broadway and did the show there. There They filmed it there, and Talking Heads is one of my favorite groups of all time. The greatest, uh, one of my favorite groups. He's obviously the lead singer of that group. Uh, the show is fantastic now my wife watches hamilton nonstop on the disney channel so i've seen a bunch of hamilton over and over again and it's good uh it's not anywhere near as good as american utopia now are people gonna like hamilton more than american utopia yeah you know why the same reason that mcdonald's is more popular than sushi restaurants not because it's better but because it's easier to understand a cheeseburger, a fry, and a Coke than it is to, what's, what's, you know me? What? What? What's, shrabby, shrubby, shrubby? What's shrabby, shrubby, shrubby? That's my favorite piece of sushi, dude. Oh, I like shrabby, shrubby, shrubby, too, but I like it with the less shrubby, shrubby, and more shrubo, shrubo. Oh, yeah. I don't, you know what I'm going to do? I'm going to go have a, Three, four, or five cheeseburgers. Because I know what that is. I'll have the Elvis. <laughs> <laughs> Dude, by the way, there's people that love Hamilton that are like, don't compare Hamilton to McDonald's, you motherfucker. I still haven't seen it. I haven't seen any. The only musical I've ever seen that that I honestly loved, I loved it so much, was The Producers. And my, uh, my ex-wife kind of dragged me to it. The idea of going to one sounds so terrible. And she dragged me to it. I loved it. But it still didn't, you know, the fu- the fire, the flame didn't catch. I never saw Book of Mormon. I've never seen anything. You never saw La La Land? I saw the film. 
Yeah, that's a that's a musical. Oh, I mean, I mean, like in person, like went to one. Oh, okay. Yeah, if there's a movie, like I've seen Hedwig and the Angry Inch. Well, yeah, La La Land, which I loved. The Wall. Uh, oh hell yeah, dude! I used to watch The Wall when I was like 13 and fucking cry and feel like hate myself and hate my parents and Rocky Horror Picture Show. Yeah, that's good for one or two viewings. I never really loved yeah, that. I liked it. I I it's haven't fine. watched it in a while. I love Tim I, Curry. I watched it back in the day. You know what's a great musical? I bet you've seen this. Is it's Brian De Palma, uh, Phantom at the Paradise, early seventies. I've never watched it. I tried to watch it, but I've never watched it. It's really good. And Paul Williams did all the music. He plays the villain right. in the film, but he's he wrote all the songs. The songwriting in it's great. I love the soundtrack. Speaking of old, it's weird that I mean seventies is real, real old at this point. Even though it doesn't seem that old to me, but real, real old, I guess, would be sixties. Did you ever watch any of those Doctor Fibes movies mm, with Vincent Price? Like I've seen Vincent Price stuff, but like what? Name so he some. had this character called Doctor Fibes. Okay, no, I and he seen would that. play an organ, and his face was all like he would wear a mask, but underneath the mask, his face was all fucked up, like Phantom of the Opera stuff. Yeah, yeah. But it was called Dr. Fibes, and it was, he would just play this organ music. It was, like, big in the 70s. Yeah, that sounds fun. Anyways, it, it's, it, I think it's probably real bad now. It's, it's probably something that has not aged well. I, uh, I got a, a, a late-night drinking grief purchase. You don't uh -huh. drink, but, you know, you, <laughs> do you ever get the Amazon package from the retail therapy, putting some, putting some product on the boo-boo, and you're like, oh, I don't even remember ordering this. Do you ever get those packages? Uh, every day. Okay. <laughs> Every day, every day I'm ordered. Every day I'm ordering. Well, I ordered apparently one night the entire series of the show, <laughs> Duck Man. Do you remember Duck Man? Uh, it's like an adult cartoon. Jason Alexander was the voice, and it's this duck who's a private detective. Oh yeah, Howard the Duck. No, no, this is Duck Man. This is a show well, from '94 to '97. It's based on Howard the Duck, though. That I character. I don't think so. Okay. Doesn't look anything like Howard the Duck. This is some sort of comic book. And this is for adults, not kids. It's like very oh, yeah. adult humor. Howard the Duck is an adult comic. Oh. Well, anyway, I've been watching that. I was trying to think of just shows to relate to you about. We're, we're debating watching the show Newsroom because I never really saw it. And everything's kind of politically charged. But Isabel doesn't really want to. So we may watch that dark show that you talked about. I just I just finished the third season and it wraps up nicely. Like it ends, thank God. You know, Netflix is basically through their deep dives into your cyber profile. They're just storing all this info about all of us. They don't have any shows after two or three seasons anymore because they've learned that those shows don't attract new viewers. They just keep the same group of viewers that like the show. So every two or three years, they end shows now and they start new ones because new shows mean new viewers. Uh, huh. Which, as a business model, I guess makes sense. They've got all the data that, that supports it. But as, from a storytelling perspective, it kind of bums me out to know that a story is only going to get as far as how much money it can make. Like it just seems like before people had to take chances on stories and that just seems over now they're going to find the best stories that fit into their new little molds of what consumers buy and good stories will always come through but it makes me sad because it, i think we're going to get less strange stories dude if you can't tell a story in 30 hours go fuck yourself i mean seriously i, I get 
not being able to tell the story in like 90 minutes or two hours, like in the confines of a movie, but 30 hours, if you can't tell that story, G-F-Y. Well, I mean, two seasons, 10 episodes, maybe the episodes are 40 minutes long. That's not 30 hours. Well, Dark is, I bet you Dark clocks in at around 30. Maybe not. Maybe it's maybe it's 25 hours, but whatever it is. Plenty long. Well, like for example, okay, for example, I I, I see your point, I, I and I agree with you. I agree with you. Let's the story's got to end. I I also don't like the model of as long as it makes money, we'll just keep having Michael Scott like pour coffee like on his head. Yeah, like Dude, lo- Lost started so good and it got so yeah, shitty. Yeah, yeah, because they didn't know how to finish. They didn't. Yeah, there was no story after like season three. But but for example, take a show that everyone generally agrees is a Chef's Kiss. Great show, Breaking Bad. Let's. Okay. Uh, I, I never, I never liked. It. Oh, okay, so I that, liked it the first season, but after that, it got bad for me. Okay, well, this, this is going to be hard. Most people listening, I think, would agree that Breaking Bad is one of the greatest shows of all time. If they'd ended that after two seasons, it would have been a huge bummer. It you know, that story had to story took as long as it needed to take. Did you ever see that show on HBO called Carnival that they canceled after two seasons? I tried to watch it. I couldn't get into it. Oh man. Well, all right. This this conversation about shows is not going great. I did watch a show called The Wire that lasted six seasons and. After I got done watching it, I was like, that's the greatest thing I've ever seen. But I, I've tried to watch it recently, and it, I don't think it's aged well. I think at the time, it was so amazing because it was the realest thing that was on. Everything else was seemed like such a cartoon. But now shit's so good. Like, shit is so... That dark show is yeah. so... In, like, there's no... There, you know, like when you're watching a show and then they'll do something fucking stupid and you're like, what the fuck? It, that never happens in dark. Well, another time. weird thing about, yeah, because I agree the quality is high, but also the quantity, like there's, there's shows are as good as they've ever been. Right. And there are so many that are that good. Right. You know, it's like uh, Isabel and I were talking about the other day where I was like, we, there was this show that came on under our radar called Love on Netflix. Did you ever watch Love? No. Okay. Well, it's a pebble in a waterfall. Here's all you need to know about it. It's real good. Real good. We loved every episode. We binge watched it. We loved it. But now I've never seen anyone talk about it. You've never seen it. Like that right. time has come and gone. This wasn't that long ago. It was like a year ago. Back before there were a million great shows, everyone would talk about the five great shows on TV. Now there are so many that you and I could be having almost separate experiences watching television and never overlap almost. Well, I can tell you what the greatest shows of all time are on Netflix. Let's hear it. Number one, of course, Great British Baking Show. Oh, God. Here we go. Number two, probably Dark. Number three, I mean, there's so many There's so many good ones. Well, the big ones would be House uh, of Cards, Orange is the New Black. No, neither of those are get on the well, list. Well, those are just the uh, big Master, ones. Master of None is really good. Uh, Aziz Ansari. Season one was fine. Season two was great, where he's in France. Yeah, couldn't get, couldn't oh, get behind it. I loved it. Black Mirror. I mean, I don't want to watch, I don't think you should watch Black Mirror now. Like, if you're, if you're, like, if you're having any anxiety, I don't recommend Black Mirror, but pre-anxiety. The, the Black show. Mirror episode, SS Lancaster. Is one so of the good. only things that when we, 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 I think it's episode one of season three. Yes. Me and Isabel watched it together. We're blown away. She went to bed, went night, night. Me, daddy, Papa Bear, daddy, dad, dad, started it over and watched it again back oh, to yeah. back. That's how so good, good it was. 
I've watched the I've watched the Black Mirror White Christmas one with John Hamm probably four times. Same, three or four, three or four. I it's actually so got my good. bandmates on on the road one night. Um, we had a long drive, and I actually convinced some of the dudes in my band to go back in the back lounge and watch that episode with me. Uh, which is a hard so sell hard sell uh, we have to say this we have to say this about black mirror the last season they put out three episodes this last season and they are truly terrible all three the one with molly cyrus and and there's two more they're terrible they're the worst i only watched the first one i can't remember what it was about but i didn't even was, watch the other two it was so bad and then the very first one is not good where where the guy has the prime minister has to have sex with a pig it's don't watch that one. You can watch it at the end once you've watched all of the other ones and you know what the show is. It's okay. It's still not a very good episode. I don't know why that's the first episode. Well, because it was so shocking. You got everybody talking about it. Um, yeah. It turned a lot of people off, though. Dude, I watched the first five minutes of that, and I was like, I'm not watching this, and turned it off and didn't watch it for two years. Well, here's the deal. The prime minister has to fuck a pig on TV, and that's not even the spoiler. That's not even the spoiler alert. So, That's the first five minutes. Uh, here's another thing you can pass on, I think, is the Bandersnatch Black Mirror film. You can pass on that. I loved it. Yeah. The Black Mirror film where you, it's a choose your own choose adventure. Your own. Yeah. Oh, I loved it. Loved that. Well, it didn't come up in your greatest things ever speech. I forgot it. Well, I mean, Black Mirror came up. But that's the other thing is you can watch a great show and forget that you watched it. I mean, I when, when The Sopranos was burning down, no one forgot that they saw The Sopranos, dude. I know. That, the I Sopranos know. was like, I'm so glad I happened to watch that when it was happening. But that that was like, everyone was talking about that at work the next, all week. The, right. I would put that at the top of the list of greatest shows of all time. No, the greatest show of all time that everybody always talked about, and still to this day, Game of Thrones. Number one show in the world. Ah, uh, Sopranos is better than Game of Thrones. Well, maybe it's a better show, but Game of Thrones was the show that everybody talked about. You're right. And w- was waiting for it to come on and like would wait 2 years for Yes. Be- you know, between the last two seasons. And- but I think I think I think Game of Thrones was third in line of a of a trilogy of shows that everyone did that for. The first was The Sopranos. The right. second was Breaking Bad. And then and which I know you don't really like, but that show when that was burning down, everyone was going crazy. Well, Mad just- Men was that way too. Mad Men was was pretty you know, but that was un- a show. Everybody. But unlike- I guess it's always been. There's always been a show like that. Like there was Cheers. There was Seinfeld. <laughs> Dude, were was- people hanging on the edge of their seats for fucking Cheers? I mean, when it ended, yeah. Like or the ending of Mary Hartman, or what was it? The Mary Tyler Moore show. Like, uh, there's always been a show like that. Mash. When that ended, that was like a big deal for people. They're all dead. All those people are dead. The people that watched the last episode of MASH, there's not one of those people that's still alive. No, they're dead, and we're dead. That happened like 150 years ago. Well, we're all dead people who haven't died yet, and everybody knows Yeah, but we haven't died yet. But all the people that actually saw the last episode of MASH, they're all dead. They died old, too. They didn't die young. Whenever we're watching like Citizen Kane, for example, my wife's always like, everyone in this movie's dead. Like, she just... That's her. I can't fr- watch anything in black and white because that's all I think about is how everybody's dead. Yeah, she's same. I, I, I don't. It's not like I'm lying to myself. I'm like, no, they're not. They're alive. But I, I that's not a framework I immediately see the sh- the show or film through. Although it is the correct one. I tried to watch Forty Seven Ronin. By the way, hey, having trouble sleeping? Watch Forty Seven Ronin. I never saw it, dude. That will put you to just the opening credits will put you to sleep. It's a foreign film. It's got a long opening credit sequence. By the time that's over, if you're still awake, you ain't going to sleep. 
anyways, I tried to watch that. And as soon as it came on, I was like, these are all ghosts. I'm just watching pictures of ghosts. It was, it's too weird for me. I have to watch new stuff. Wow. Where people are still alive. I just, I'm feel, like the Aborigine. I just feel like, like I was listening to the radio the other day just for Do fun. You know about me just saying Aborigine? Canceled. Because I don't know how to say the plural of Aborigine. Aborigine. Ab- what is it? Aboriginal people? I don't Aboriginals? Know. Don't cancel me. Don't put me in I your don't canceled know, pickle dude. I just sandwich. said Aborigine because it sounded okay. But as soon as I said it, I was like, oh, I don't know how to say that word. I was listening to the radio the other day just for fun in my car. I'm just tired of everything. So I was like, fuck right. it. You're going to listen. Dude, you know you're on your last step. If you're listening to the radio, <laughs> dude, that's a red. You gotta. You better call like a fucking suicide hotline if you're listening to the fucking radio, dude. They're like, did he leave a note or anything? No, just, just, just listening to the radio. Turn the radio, radio on. <laughs> turn the radio on. God damn it, dude. Might as well just fucking walk outside of your house butt naked just shit on everything. There's no difference between that and turning the radio on. No, check it out. Check it out. No, it wasn't like modern radio. Just like, cut off all your hair and throw it at your neighbors. Well, I, that I already did that. <laughs> Done. Jesus Christ. No, no. I was listening. I was listening to. Hair. I was listening to classic rock. Okay, so it's not like the new horrible shit. It was like classic rock. Every song that came on was amazing. It was running with the devil. Then another right. brick in the wall. Then right. Tom Sawyer. Blah blah blah. And I thought, you know. This is nice because the only thing they're going to play on this station is the best shit ever. They're not playing any deep cuts from Boston. They're not playing any song from some band that was a one hit. They're just playing the best ever. And I feel like if you're going to watch like Turner Classic Films or something, they're going to show you some old stuff. They're not showing you any bullshit. They're showing you the only shit that would make the programming list in 2020. And that's probably pretty good. Yeah, it's all pretty good. I may have to say like, here's what I do. I, I, I check Rotten Tomatoes and like there's all these films that have a hundred critics, but you don't know how good this movie's gonna be with a hundred critics. You have to go to the audience score. And if the audience score is like 69, it ain't gonna be good. But if the audience score is 90 and above, it's gonna be good. Period. And you look at Rotten Tomatoes scores for old films? You have to. Dude, like I was like, oh, I'm going to watch some old Western movie, like an old John Wayne movie. I can't get into Westerns, man. Like, there's 30 John Wayne movies where the critics have it scored 90 and above. And then the range of audience reviews goes from like 40 to 90. And then you just have to judge it on that. And if you get if you get like a 90, it's going to be great. Well, what I like to do if I have the time, which I don't have the time mostly, but I remember reading a Stephen King article when I was like a teenager where he said, if you really want to get into like literature or film or whatever, he said, find someone who makes a thing that you like and watch all their stuff. If it's an author or a director, right. he's like, that's just the best way to do it. Because you're, and I did that. One of the most rewarding years, this was maybe three or four years ago, I watched all of Brian De Palma's movies in a row. So as they came out, you know, right. what consecutive, what's the word I'm looking for here? Comprehensively, uh, consecutively, in order chronologically. They, chronologically. There we go. And I got to say, that man, I can, the fact that I could come up with that word you did, means you, a lot to you, me. Dude, you saved the day, bro. <laughs> it means a lot to me that I could actually figure that out. Another right, guy, keep going. another guy that I did do that with was um, Billy Wilder, who did. Uh, he did the apartment. He did double indemnity. He did Sunset Boulevard. 
he did didn't he do the odd couple i don't uh he probably did because he was always working with um walter Matthau and uh, the other guy in the Jack odd couple Lemon. uh Lemon. he did he did seven year itch with marilyn monroe and he did some like it hot so anyway oh, i ha- yeah. i happened to just watch his best movies like the apartment and some like it hot and i couldn't believe how good they were yeah. and i was like fuck it i'm watching all this guy's stuff ace in the hole buddy buddy the fortune cookie and it was just rewarding, man. Some of the movies were better than others. Irma LaDuce, that was another one. Uh, a lot of like early Shirley Lane. Remember her? Oh, yeah. Or Shirley McLean. Damn it. I think I might Shirley be Shirley McLean. Just so hot. I couldn't believe how hot Marilyn Monroe was either in that movie. I finally kind of got her deal when I finally watched that movie. Well, she, she always seemed like she was DTF. Like, all the time. <laughs> like, she was like, Canceled. hey, what's that? And she kind of was like, Hey, I don't even know what's going on. Ooh, I don't even. Eh. And her mouth's always open. Like, ah, my mouth's open. I don't know what to do with it. Ah, my name's Marilyn Monroe. Dude, ah, I'm people, people in the 60s just went fucking crazy for that, man. Dude, if you watch any shit from like the late 60s, early 70s, that shit was fucked up, dude. Real rapey. Real like sex, like predatory sex shit in those movies. I mean, real fucked up, like not cool. I'll tell you another good show that we didn't mention because it's kind of newish and and who'll know if it'll stand up, but The Deuce was a great show. I haven't watched it. Oh, you haven't seen The Deuce? Oh my gosh. I have a hard time with What's Her Butt. Who's the star of it? Maggie Gyllenhaal. I can't watch her. There's something weird about her face that freaks me out. It's hard for me to watch. Well, she's... She's really dope in it, and James Franco oh, is great. I, just, in it. I was trying to figure out what it was. You know what it is? What? Not a, not attractive. Uh, <laughs> That's the problem. Canceled. I just realized, dude, cancel me. <laughs> I don't know because I, I said somebody's not attractive. Cancel. Really? <laughs> really? I can't have a preference now. I can't have an opinion opinion about what I find attractive. Hey, Jesus Christ. here's what we need to do. We need to uh, thank some of our patrons, and we need to dip into the old IOK mailbag. Oh, yeah. Let's check out some uh, emails. You can write in. It's bobandclint at gmail.com. We love hearing from you guys. Should and, I do uh, the email music? Let's do the email. Here we go. Uh, here's the IOK mailbag. Take it, Bob. Mm, I'm okay. I got mail. <laughs> thank you. <laughs> uh, well, first of all, we want to say thanks to our new patrons. One is Tanya Riggin. And the other is Sean, and Sean writes in, you're going to like this, Bob. Sean says, hold your hiney, it's another lady with a man's name. Ooh, nice. So we got some Zip. ladies joining us in the old Patreon train. We do appreciate it. You can join us on the Patreon train, P-A-T-R-E-O-N.com slash the letters I-O-K, and get all sorts of fun stuff, but most importantly, access the skeleton key, as it were, to the Secret Weekly, Ooh, where we nice. talk about things we simply can't talk about. On the normal show, our last Secret Weekly was ripe with things that we could never say on the show. Dude, we say shit in the Secret Weekly that even I actually was thinking about canceling myself on. Right. Well, like, I actually when you're really, ready yeah. to cancel yourself, you know that's some real shit right there. Uh, our email this week is from Mundy Hendrickson, who says, there was a brief mention of a Bob autobiography a while back, and she says, an autobiography? You're welcome. How's that coming along? No pressure. So how is the autobiography going, Bob? So I started, I, I have a friend of mine who's a writer, and I was like, man, let me orate some stories of, of things that have happened in my life and send them to him and have him write 
have have him write it because the idea of writing long form stories is just not appealing to me at all. And this guy's a great writer, so I sent him five or six stories uh, that I recited into the microphone or whatever, and then he took that and then wrote like a two or three chapters of a of a possible autobiography. But the problem was he was taking that and putting it through his own idea of who I am and what my life is like. And it just, it just didn't, it didn't ring true reading it. I mean, it read great. He's a great writer and the stories were cool, but who I am just, it didn't really, it didn't really, it wasn't who I am, you know, you need to write it. That's why. Right. So, and, and what, so what happened was, in, so one, we started doing that and, and, and it was a very slow thing. And it was just like, just kind of do it on your own speed whenever you want. There's no hurry. There's no rush, you know, for this thing to come out. But I read Todd Snyder's book. Have you read that? No, but I've heard it's great. It's wonderful. And it's exactly like Todd Snyder telling a story on stage. Like that's what the book sounds like when you're reading it. Mm-hmm. And as soon as I read that, I was like, well, that's what my book needs to be. It needs to be me. It just needs to be me doing my stupid talking bullshit that I do. And then maybe it's edited or something, but not written by somebody else. It just won't work. Which I got to say, I mean, it it sounds easier than it is. I understand that you writing this thing in your voice sounds easy to people, but that actually is time consuming and and difficult to get right. And I understand why that's a daunting project. Having said that, you absolutely should do it. It would be great. I do have some good, there are some good stories to be told from the archives of my L-I-F-E-B-I-T-C-H. Mundy goes on to say, here's my value-added idea, double autobiography, including an auto-clintography. She said, shit, it doesn't work quite as well, but it's fine. Separate books, so you can call, you can sell them separately, obviously, but when you purchase them together, it comes in a zip around IOK book cover like my Bible from when I was a kid. She said, you really are actually welcome. I can't wait to hear how you do my excited voice in this email, Clint. Ha ha, I'm ridiculous. And that's okay. Love you as Monday. Well, I think I just read it in my normal voice. Unless you sound a lot like Monday does in real life. Me and Monday are cut from the same vocal cloth as it were. I do declare. Well, thanks for that suggestion, Monday. I will uh, put it on the to-do list right at the very bottom. Right after getting your scrotum trimmed. Mm. <laughs> it definitely needs a trim. I wasn't even on the list, but now that you mention it, let me put that on the list. Well, I mean, let's face it. Who are we cleaning up for? The fucking tooth fairy? Who the fuck are we cleaning up for, bro? Give me a name. Can, can you do All you can do is shake your head. I mean, the tooth fairy is a good <laughs> example of, of somebody that might be interested in my balls. <laughs> I mean, sure, why not? We can make believe. Uh, I mean, maybe if you, yeah. <laughs> we're artists. We have an imagination. Yeah, we're creative. Let's go to, on that sad note, let's go to another email. Uh, those are all, those are all the <laughs> And that's all the emails. Okay, so here's my uh, outro music. All right, oh, we thank, don't have any more emails. Let's get out of the IOK mailbag. How you doing? You doing good? I'm doing great right now. I'm doing great. That's the thing. It changes so much, right? Like one minute you're doing fine, and then the next minute not so much. John Mayer had a uh, he posted something that looked like from a text message. He kind of blurred out the particulars, but it was right up our alley. And it said, 
it says something like, hey, if, if something you're watching or doing or saying is making you cry, it was like, don't shut it down. Just let it happen. It's not about whatever that thing is. It's like, it's about something else. Let it happen. And I thought, yeah. Dude, uh, some friends of mine in, uh, suggested I watch a show called Mucho Mucho Amor. The, uh, oh, what's the guy's name? Walter Mercado story, who oh. was this, like the most famous guy in Puerto Rico. Uh, he was an astrologist, sort of a kind of cross-dressy looking, kind of like a Liberace looking kind of guy. Uh, and he would just do these astrology readings. And he was like the the most famous Puerto Rican celebrity. And they did an, uh, a little kind of recap of his life and uh, when he was 87. Uh, and uh, like I watched it. And the whole time I'm like, why did why did they even recommend this? I mean, it's okay, but why recommend it? And I felt that way when I was done. I I'm not going to recommend it to anybody. But at one point, they were showing him, and his whole thing was the reason he was so beloved is because he never said a negative thing. Everything that came out of his mouth was positive. He was like, Aries. Today's a great day for you. You're going to find a, a challenge that you've been looking for in your life. Go forward in your challenge. And then at the end of every, sh and he would go through all this astrological science. And at the end, he would say, And until next time, I just want to send mucho, 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 mucho amore. And uh, it was just so, be and it made me, and I just started crying. Like, I just started crying because it was so beautiful. And I was like, man, that's that's it right there. Like, if you can just truly give love, kind of like Mr. Rogers. Like, man, that's the greatest thing you can possibly achieve in your life. Like, I know guys who knew Mr. Rogers. I have a photographer friend who, who, for, who photographed him a few times. And uh, he said he was the, and he's met everybody, this photographer, like anybody, any major star that you can think of, he's met. And uh, he said he was the nicest guy he's ever met in his life by far, Mr. Rogers. Well, he hadn't met me yet, so. <laughs> well, I'm just saying, that's my goal. My goal for the rest of my life is just to try to love as much as I possibly can period i was even thinking you know because i have these t-shirts that say fuck all you motherfuckers i was thinking about retiring those after watching that show i was like man i should just retire fuck all you motherfuckers even though i do want to I, I have a graphic novel that we just uh, this guy justin barker's illustrating he just finished illustrating it it's going to come out uh next year yeah wait till that comes out to cancel it <laughs> to well, retire it. when i say cancel it i mean i'm not going to cancel it yeah but Maybe do one like I love you forever or something. Something. Because really, the fuck all you motherfuckers, what it really means if you do the math on that saying, it's really saying, look, I'm scared. I really want you to love me. I really want you to love me. But I'm scared that you're not going to. And I'm going to beat you to the punch by telling you to go fuck yourself. You know what I mean? That's really what that means. Hard to put all that on a t-shirt. I get it. Well, you can just put F-A-Y-M <laughs> <laughs> and let somebody figure it out. 
Well, we're out of time. We're going to have to skid out of the secret weekly. We do appreciate God you out there. And uh, time once again flew by, buddy, because we're having a good time talking. If you I like really the show and you want to support us, you want to keep us doing this show the way it is, ad-free, saying whatever we want, the best way you can do that is to support us on Patreon. It'd be like buying me and Bob a cup of coffee a month. Uh, it's five bucks a month. You get a bunch of bonus stuff over there. It's P-A-T-R-E-O-N dot com slash the letters I-O-K. Everyone's got a Patreon now, and especially in such a crazy time, and me and Bob can't go do what God put us on the earth to do, which is tour and make music. Uh, it really goes a long way. If you can't do that, we totally get it. You can leave us the positive review on iTunes, or you could tell a buddy about it. We're going to skedaddle now into the Secret Weekly. We love you out there, and we'll see you on the flippity floppity. Bye. Flippity floppity. Peace. <laughs>